Hello, and welcome to the Zeal for Your House podcast. My name is Caleb Griffith, and I'm so glad you've joined me today as we look into the Word of God to inform our minds, engage our hearts, renew our spirits, and save our souls. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of the Zeal for Your House podcast. I'm so glad you've decided to take the time to listen and to study the Word of God. Today we're going to talk about the purpose of the podcast and what I hope you will get out of these studies. As I said in the intro, we are going to be looking into the Word of God for four primary reasons. To inform our minds, engage our hearts, to renew our spirits, and save our souls. Since this is the first episode, let's talk about what I mean by that and what you should expect going forward. First, we want to inform our minds. As we live each day and week as Christians, there are certain things that we must believe and know. We need to know about God, about who he is, how he created us, and what his will is for us. We need to know about Jesus, that he is the Son of God, the Christ, the Messiah, and our Savior. We need to know about the Bible. We need to understand that it is the Word of God, and it communicates the gospel of our salvation, and that the scriptures teach us how we should live and act as children of God. So first, we want to inform our minds. We want to look into the Word of God to know things, to learn and grow in knowledge. As we think about this, we're going to look through the books of 2 Timothy and 2 Peter and see what Paul and Peter say about knowledge and teaching and informing our minds. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 13, Paul wrote to Timothy, his son in the faith, and said, Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me, in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Paul says, Timothy, as a minister to the saints, a preacher of the gospel, an evangelist, you need to hold fast to the pattern of sound words. As I taught you, Timothy, what you heard from me and watched me teach, you need to find that pattern. You need to follow that pattern. You need to keep the tune, if you will, of the teachings. There is a pattern in Scripture of sound words, words which are healthy and good and profitable for the Christian. We need to study and look into the Bible and find that pattern. We need to learn about that pattern and then hold fast to it. These sound words are those which will lead to faith and love in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 4 and verse 15 says that we need to be speaking the truth in love and thereby growing into Christ. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, in verse 15, the following chapter, 
Paul says, be diligent, in verse 15, to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. Timothy, you need to be diligent. You need to take the time and effort to study and present yourself in a manner pleasing to God. You need to present yourself to live in such a way that God approves of you so that you do not have to be ashamed of the work that you have done in his kingdom. And how are you going to do that? Paul tells us, by rightly dividing the word of truth. When we think about the word of God, we need to rightly divide it, to approach it in study with the right mindset, to study in the right manner and the right method, to draw the right conclusions about what God would have us to do. We need to be people who are knowledgeable of Scripture. Those who are ignorant will only fall short in their Christian walk. We need to be people who know the Bible and know what God says on a given subject and are able to accurately teach it to others. Moving into 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, beginning in verse number 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. All scripture, the record that we have of the teachings of the prophets in the Old Testament and the teachings of the apostles, it was given by inspiration of God. That is, it was breathed out. It came from the divine God. And it is profitable, Paul says, for doctrine, so that we can know what we need to believe as Christians, what God has us to hold to as truth. It is profitable for reproof, to turn us away from those things which are false and firm us in the truth of God's word. It is profitable for correction. When we are living in such a way that is sinful and against the will of God, it is the word of God which can teach us and correct us to show us back to the right path of how we should be living. It is profitable for instruction in righteousness, to teach us about faith and how we should live as those who have been justified by the grace of God. Paul said in Titus chapter 2 and verse number 12 that the grace of God teaches us how to live soberly, righteously, and godly. And the grace of God is shown to us in his word, in the communication of the gospel. And so we need to inform our minds to the purpose, 2 Timothy 3.17, that we would be complete, that we would be mature Christians thoroughly equipped for every good work. If we want to live in such a way that God is pleased with us, we need to have knowledge. We need our minds to be informed. And in 2 Timothy chapter 4, in verse number 2, Paul writes to Timothy as a preacher of the gospel and the faith. And he says, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. 
Now, why, Timothy, do you have to be faithful to preaching the word, what God has said, at any time, in season and out of season? Why do you have to be careful to convince people of what the word says, to rebuke them when they are going astray, to exhort them to greater faith, and do so with long-suffering, with patience and teaching? Because, verse 3, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. There comes a point when people simply do not want to hear the word of God, when people want to hear that which pleases them, which fulfills their desires, which gives them what they want and what they want to hear. And so they will keep up for themselves teachers who are willing to tell them what they want to hear. But as those who are faithful to the Lord, we need to preach his word, to declare his message, to declare the whole counsel of God, as Paul said in Acts 20. We need to convince people of its message and rebuke them and exhort them and teach them. We need to inform minds. That's what the Word of God does. And so we need to look to it to inform our minds and then to teach others. Now in 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1, Peter writes, beginning in verse 2, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace was one of those standard greetings in the first century. Grace and peace to you. But Peter here says, where will you find grace and peace? In the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. We need informed minds about God and Christ our Lord. Because, verse 3, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Do you want to know how to live? How to live in a manner that is godly? God has given you the ability to know that. Verse 3 continues, Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. It is through knowing Christ that we can have all things that relate to life and godliness. And so we need to seek to inform our minds. Now, 2 Peter chapter 2 deals on the contrary with those who will be false teachers, who rather than informing minds in the truth of God's word, they will abandon the pattern of sound words and teach those fables from 2 Timothy 4. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 1 says that as there were also false prophets among the people, even so there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. In verse 3, we read about how they will exploit people with deceptive words. In verse number 18, we read how they will speak great swelling words of emptiness. It sounds good, but it's empty. It's devoid of truth and rightness. And in verse number 20, we read about how tragic it is when they turn aside from the truth and the knowledge of the truth 
to go back into the pollutions of the world. But notice what verse 20 says. If, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. We need to stay true to the knowledge of Jesus, to what he has taught us. At the end of 2 Peter, in chapter 3 and verse 18, Peter said, Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Through our study of the scripture and in this podcast, we want to grow in grace and knowledge. We want to inform our minds. Now, second, we want to engage our hearts. Intellectual Christianity will only take you so far. When it comes to living for Jesus, we have to put our heart into that work, that life. In Revelation chapter 3, we read the words of Jesus to the church at Laodicea. In Revelation 3 and verse 15, Jesus said, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Jesus says, you aren't cold. You haven't abandoned the life of the gospel, but you aren't hot either. You're lukewarm. You really don't care. You're just there. And in verse number 19, Jesus said, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. There is a need for the church today to be zealous, to be on fire for the Lord and the work of the gospel. Our hearts need to be engaged in Christianity. In John chapter 2, As we read about Jesus coming into the temple and seeing those who had defiled the temple, who had made it a place of business to earn money and really to steal, Jesus came into the temple and we read about how he made a whip of cords and he drove these people out of the temple, how he drove out the animals that they were selling and overturned the tables and poured out the money. And why was he doing this? Why was he clearing the temple of these defilements. Verse 17, where we get the name for this podcast, his disciples watching Jesus do this remembered that it was written, zeal for your house has eaten me up. Zeal for the Lord's house has consumed me. We need to be people who are consumed by zeal for the Lord's house, the church of the living God. We need to be consumed with zeal, on fire for the Lord. In Matthew chapter 22 and verse 37, Jesus spoke about how the great commandment of the law was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. We need to be committed to God, to love him with all of our hearts, and be dedicated to his work. And so we want to look into the Word of God, not just to learn more about it, though that is good and necessary, but to engage our hearts with it, to pour out our hearts and our feelings into the work of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Number three, we want to renew 
our spirits. The truth is that living in this world can get us down. We can become discouraged and we can turn away from that work, from our hearts being engaged. The word of God has the power to renew our spirits, to put us back on fire for the Lord, to keep us encouraged and dedicated to that work. In Psalm 119, the longest section of scripture in the Bible, and one that is completely dedicated to talking about the word of God, there are 172 verses in this psalm, and the word of God is referenced 176 times. But let's notice just a few, and what the word of God can do for us as his people. Psalm 119 and verse 25 says, My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. When it feels like nothing really matters, when our soul is clinging to the dust, to that which is worthless, the word of God can revive us. It can bring us back to life. Moving to verse number 28, the psalmist says, My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. When it feels like we are melting from the weight of all the burdens upon us in life, from the stress and the cares and anxieties of life, when we are dealing with problems and difficulties, when our faith is being tested, when it feels like we can't stand on our own, God's word is there and he will strengthen us through it, the psalmist says. In verse number 32, I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. We think about a course, a track, and we are going to run that track. We don't turn aside, off to the right or the left. We don't go off the track, and we don't stop halfway. We run the course. We go the full way. And when it comes to the commandments of God, we need to run the course, not turning aside to the right or left, not making our own trail, our own path, but sticking to the course, not stopping halfway. Not becoming discouraged and giving up, but running the course. And why? Because God, the psalmist says, shall enlarge our hearts. We think about someone who is big-hearted. And that's what God does for us through his word. He enlarges our hearts. He renews our spirits. He gets us back in the game, so to speak. In Psalm 119, and verse number 49 Remember the word to your servant, upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. God's word can produce in us hope and comfort through the life that it has given us, the promises of life. Romans chapter 15 and verse number 4 says that for whatever things were written before, were written for our learning that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. When you are feeling down, and you are losing your commitment to what God has called you to do, when you are discouraged, we want our spirits to be renewed, to be strengthened again, 
to be refocused on the task that God has given us to go into all the world and make disciples of every nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that Christ has commanded us. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. When we need to refocus and renew our efforts in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, we can look to the Word of God. And that's what we want to do on this podcast to look into the Word of God to renew our spirits. And finally, number four, we look into the Word of God to save our souls. The basic fact of the world is that it is lost. The world is lost. And when Jesus comes back, he will take vengeance and flaming fire on those who do not know God, who do not have that knowledge, and who have not obeyed the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Thessalonians 1, verses 7 and 8. And so we need to look to the word of God for the salvation of our souls. Paul said in Romans chapter 1, in verse number 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. The gospel the story, the good news of Jesus and who he is and what he has done for us. It has the power, it is the power of salvation for our souls. And we need to believe it. We need to put our faith and our trust in it. What does that entail? Romans chapter 10 and verse number 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If we want to be saved from the sin that we have committed, saved from the wrath of God revealed against us when we lived in unrighteousness and ungodliness, we need to look to the Word of God. We need to hear the Word of God because that's how we come by faith. That's how we develop within ourselves faith in Jesus Christ. Not just a faith that says it believes and then lives however it likes, but a faith that commits to God, and submits to God, and lives each day for God. And that comes by hearing the word of God. James chapter 1, and verse number 21 says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. We need to be people who are laying aside sin, giving up those things which hold us to this world, no longer fulfilling the desires of the flesh, James 1.14. We need to lay those things aside and receive with meekness, with humility and submission, the implanted word, the word of God implanted in our hearts, changing our character, informing our minds and engaging our hearts in who we should be as Christians. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 15, well, beginning in verse 14, Paul said, You must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. 
You want to be wise, knowledgeable, and understanding of how to be saved through faith in Jesus Christ? You need to know the scriptures. You need to look into the word of God and allow it into your heart and plant it in your heart. Allow it to change who you are. Allow it to build faith in you. Put your faith in God. And you will be safe. Saved from your sin and the iniquities that you have committed. And that's what we want to do on this podcast. As we teach the word of God. As we look into the pages of scripture and study what God would have us to do. We want to inform our minds. We want to learn about the Bible and what God has said on any number of subjects. We want to engage our hearts in the work and the effort of Christianity to be zealous for the Lord, zealous for his house, for our brethren in the church. We want to renew our spirits, to keep ourselves strong and dedicated and encouraged in the work of the Lord. Paul would say in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 58 Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And we want to save our souls, to learn about the gospel of Jesus Christ, and what he has done for us, and what he requires us to do, the faith that he wants us to have to the salvation of our souls. And so I hope that you will follow the podcast, that you'll continue to listen and listen to each episode again with an open mind and an open Bible to learn about the Word of God, to allow yourself to be taught by what Jesus has taught, to inform your mind, to engage your heart, renew your spirit, and save your soul. Thank you for listening to the Zeal for Your House podcast. I'm Caleb Griffith, and it has been a pleasure to share thoughts from the Word of God with you today. If you have questions or comments on the episode, or if you are interested in further discussion of today's topic, or if you simply want to learn more about God, Jesus, and the Bible, I gladly invite you to contact me. You can reach me by email at zealforyourhouse217 at gmail.com. Or you can find the Zeal for Your House page on Facebook or Instagram and message me there. Again, thank you so much for joining me today. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you.